not in Kansas anymore. Would you mind identifying what you are? Come on, lay off, will you? I want her out of family. Kids these days. The kids are all right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome hey back. guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. <laughs> uh, this is The Kids Are Not Alright. I'm Emily. And I'm Anna. And uh, it's another week here on the old podcast. Yep. Um, and uh, this week was Holy Week, it was Easter, and uh, it was also Passover. Um, and... I actually went to a very fun Seder at my coworker's house. Nice. Uh, it was my first non-Christian Seder. Nice. Yeah. Um, I went to a fun interfaith dinner at our mom's church. Uh, of which, course. Yeah, which was really cool. <laughs> um, and uh, this week... And I went to an Easter pool party at uh, Daniel Craig's house. <laughs> just to round out our week of yeah. fun holy activities <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still really starstruck <laughs> okay moving um, on <laughs> moving on so in honor of passover this week and just in honor of of life and friends in general um i got to interview uh, my friend sterna goldblum um who's really awesome and uh, I'll just lead right into our interview. So just to give you a little background, uh, I met Sterna when our mutual friend took me to a queer Seder at her house. Um, so I got to talking to her and found out that uh, her mom is also gay and also that she grew up uh, orthodox and um, just figured that she would be an amazing person to talk to uh, about a lot of different things. So um, I apologize in advance for my sloppy interview style. I kind of ran over there after a full day of uh, hanging out with a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So <laughs> I was a little discombobulated and not the most professional interviewer. Um, As opposed to this podcast, which is known for yeah. its tight, super, professional, super professional, um, cutting edge yeah. structure. So, uh, <laughs> and we're also sitting outside when I interviewed her because it was the most beautiful day in Chicago ever. So, um, and you got to take advantage of that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of background yeah. noise, but uh, without any further okay. ado, here it is. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> So I'm sitting here with Sterna, my friend who I met at a uh, Shabbat dinner, queer Shabbat dinner, um, that she hosted, and uh, I got to talking to her and thought that she would be perfect to interview for our podcast. So this is Sterna. Hello. Um, so why why don't you... Just tell us a little bit about yourself, like how old you are, where you're from, 
uh, how you identify, what your pronouns are, etc. Sure. Um, I'm 24 from West Rogers Park, Chicago, and I go by she, they, and I'm queer. Cool. Um, so one of the reasons that I wanted to interview you today is because at your dinner, we both kind of had that moment of like, wait, your, your mom's gay? Like, wait, my, my mom's gay. What? Um, so I just wanted to ask you kind of to start out with what your experience was like growing up. And I know that's a huge, like very broad question, um, but if you just wanted to tell us, like, a little bit about your family, a little bit about, like, your background, where you, like, how your growing up experience was. I know that's so broad, but if you have, like, just an overview that you could give people an idea. Yeah, that's so pretty. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, huge ask, but um, I could say a little bit about that um well I grew up with seven siblings in a ultra orthodox Hasidic community and um my mom was married to my dad until high school so I didn't know much about that um what was going on for her with that I know that she was just very happy um with kids and the Hasidic community doesn't really focus that much on a romantic or sexual relationship like openly so I wouldn't know about it I I don't think any of my friends knew about their parents relationship either so that's just like less open anyways um, in that community but um yeah when I was in high school my mom came out to me privately and I was like cool yeah I had no previous notions of it um and so I actually feel really lucky that I got to be introduced to queerness in a really positive way um in some ways yeah. <laughs> not in all ways but yeah. um yeah my school I hadn't heard about really I just I hadn't interacted with sexuality mm-hmm. straight or gay and so yeah. um uh then actually my teacher asked us one day like hey so I know you're all struggling with different spiritual issues uh this is the kind of school I went to like we would all sometimes sit on a floor with like napkins and candles and talk about our feelings um our spiritual feelings yeah anyways so she was like hey here's this uh page uh paper and um yeah, like, write down, you know, what are some things that are bothering you, and we can talk about them openly, since I don't want to pretend that things don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's normal to have questions about your faith or whatever. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and so I raised my hand afterwards when we were having a group discussion, and I was like, can we talk about being gay? Like, why? Whoa. why don't we ever talk about this? And, like... I'd like to know, at the time I was very religious, so I was like, what is the Torah's, you know, viewpoint on this? Um, and how, how old were you again? Um, it was ninth or 10th grade, and yeah. I forget which one. Yeah. I, and I did you, 
did you know a lot of gay people in your life or was it just kind of like out of curiosity that you asked no i knew one person at that point who was my mom's best friend um who he would come over for shabbat and he was gay and i knew that um and so i kind of knew that about him before i ever knew about my mom and um yeah i, I didn't know any other gay people yeah <laughs> that wasn't yeah really I mean, I'm sure I knew people who are gay. Right, In fact, right, like, my right. classmate came out and was like, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, what happened after you asked the question? Um, oh, so my teacher, she she blushed and she was stammering. Um, <laughs> oh, poor babe. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, she couldn't handle it. I mean, she was yeah. probably, like, 22 or something also. Um, pretty young and... I think she had always been in the system, and so it was just uh, totally outside of her comfort zone. Um, and so she said, oh, well, I'll talk to you after class about that. And, of course, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you said your mom came out to you privately in high school. So what was that experience like? And, you know, how did your other siblings take that I have to admit, I don't remember that yeah. much. I, I much more remember the community's reaction and my school's yeah. reaction. Um, I don't really remember I mean, our private... Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I just remember it not being such a big deal in my yeah. head. I mean, I already knew. I don't know. That, like... I, I don't know. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So, what did people in the community think about it? Um... The community, of course, uh, is not welcoming of yeah. gay people. Um, so it just meant a lot of things. I mean, consequently, my parents got divorced. Right. So I don't know how much of it was homophobia or just like I didn't know anyone who got divorced either. Yeah, so yeah, true. Um, I between those two things, my house was deemed like not suitable for children to go over and hang out and so my friends stopped being able to come over um which was a huge bummer because my parents were getting divorced and yeah. that would have been nice to have some friends at that point yeah. and not that they weren't my friends but they couldn't come over which was like a huge yeah. thing yeah that sucks <laughs> um so i guess a subsequent question is how did you kind of come to know your own queerness and like what again with the broad questions like what has that experience been like kind of with all of what you just said in mind like how I don't know how to phrase the question and like I know it's broad again but um when would you say you started to self-identify as a queer person well, I think I went through different sexualities. Um, it was after I left the community already, um, partially being pushed out, partially leaving, but I feel like that was a big, I don't know, cut. So after I left the community, um, I started questioning sexuality. I went on a bunch of OkCupid dates with mm. boys, um, and I don't know, it just didn't feel... I wasn't excited about anybody 
Um, but I had had, uh, like, I don't know, a sweetheart, I guess. I was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> and I, we would hang out in a library and, like, hold hands and stuff. Yes. I know, <laughs> terrible. Um, but, and so, I mean, I, I don't know. Then it just ended up being that I was like, you know what, I am going to try going on some dates with women. And I did that, and I was like, this is great. So, (laughs) I mean, realizing that I was queer took, like, a bunch of different uh, steps, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, I had to... Like, at first I thought that, oh, I'm not going to be able to have a family. I don't know. So there was a lot of different things to, like, work through. And then later I was like, oh, this is great, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 So... Answering the question. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Um, So one of the things that both Anna and I are interested in is, like, people who have a gay parent or parents and self-identify as queer and like I guess one of the things (laughs) that I kind of joke about or like struggle with I guess like joke struggle (laughs) is um like I kind of feel at times like I would rather not be queer because so many people in my family already are. I'm like, oh, this is too many already. Like, I, I should, like, my mom's got this. Like, I sh- this is not my thing. This is, like, my mom's thing. So, I... I actually felt that way when I first was thinking, you know, I think I like yeah. women, too. And then I was like, oh, people are going to think I'm lying. Yeah. Because, you know, there's this whole new trend in the secular world of, like, people pretending they were gay or saying they were bi and people not believing them, which obviously is utterly, uh, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I was concerned about that for sure. Yeah. And like, I think, uh, one of the things that's been weirdly not hard, but took me a long time to actually be open with my mom about my sexuality. Um, so, you know, I don't know how you've navigated that with your own mom like so have you guys talked about it and like in what ways have you talked about it um I actually have to say that my mom and I both being queer was a great resource to me yeah I mean and although like some of her things are a little bit uh not the current world (laughs) let's say like she told me when I first started uh going on dates with women she was like okay, so if you want to kiss her, you should just take a mint or, like, offer some mint gum, and then she'll know. (laughs) And I was like... The code. Okay. But then I could never actually bring myself to do it, because it just felt so obvious. Oh my gosh, so funny. And now, like, when people offer me gum, I have to second guess, but it's totally not relevant anymore. Oh my gosh. Or at least, I don't know, maybe that's, like, a, a different community yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I've never offered someone gum That's with so the funny. intention of kissing them <laughs> but uh yeah no but my mother and I have talked a lot about queerness and I think she helped me a lot um reconcile with Judaism and reconcile or just learn about things mm-hmm. she's also a safe sex educator for oh, nice. Hasidic 
uh, queer communities. And awesome. so, yeah, talk about niche. Yeah, that um, is, that is. Yeah, so I actually have learned a lot from her that I feel really privileged about that I think other uh, queer people don't have the same access. Yeah, totally. That's awesome that your mom does that. Um, so I guess that kind of leads me to another question, um, which is, so my my mom and also my dad are both uh, Presbyterian pastors. So my... No, I remember you. Yeah, so we grew up in the church, like, all the time. So um, My school was in the synagogue. Yeah. <laughs> so I also just wanted to ask you, how has, I guess, religion slash faith or spirituality, how has that shaped your identity as a queer person, but also just in general, like, and where would you say you are with yourself and the community that you came from now? I know that's also like a multifaceted question. Five questions. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. Um, I'll see if I can hit all those points. So I, um, I feel very strongly culturally, uh, with Judaism Obvi- or not obviously, but I do. Um, and I don't feel at peace with the Jewish God. I don't think that we're friends. Um, I'm not sure how other people reconcile the um, differences, I guess. And, like, I know that there are queer Orthodox Jews, and they they believe that, you know, both uh, queerness and Judaism can blend together and although I would like to believe that I just like in my heart don't believe that um not culturally obviously I just mean religiously um but for me I still feel a lot of uh warmth towards some of the rituals and customs Mm -hmm. from the Hasidic community and so for me it just boils down to um I feel really comfortable and it's like tradition and it's history and it's my family and those things are really important to me so for like no I don't care about lighting the candles in a spiritual way but if my mother is like would you light the candles Mm -hmm. I would say yes probably because it the act is more of a cultural historical act of my community than it is um meaningfully meaningful to me spiritually totally um but what were some of the no you you hit you hit all of those um so I guess also because this is a podcast done by two siblings uh I I wanted to ask you kind of what your relationship is to your since you have so many siblings um kind of what your relationship is to them and how what their relationship is uh, to you and your mom and to, I guess, queerness in general? Um, well, my entire house started to kind of become a spot for queer Jews to go who um, were in the community and they feel, uh, you know, loved and respected and validated. Um, and so 
my siblings are very used to yeah. a lot of queer <laughs> Jews coming through all the time. Um, and it's a little bit less so now, but that has been the case for, like, many years. That's awesome. Um, and so, no, I don't think there's any weirdness. Yeah. Like, my siblings are not shy about queerness. They're really comfortable with it. Um, also, we are a full variety of different sexualities and different religious uh, standpoints. So, for us, like, I mean, each of us has, like, our own skills and our own... Uh, belief belief systems like we all have my mother's like moral grounding kind of I or maybe not all but like I think we all kind of were we grew from that which is more about yeah. dignity respect kindness etc um, and I think that was always more important to her that we had like a, a, I don't know that we were good people versus like religious people um, and so, I mean, like, the Orthodox community would say that she failed, because we're not yeah. all Orthodox, but I would say that she's a massive success, because, I don't know, good people are more important. But that's just a personal thing. Yeah. No, totally. And that actually reminds me, um, so the title of this podcast is The Kids Are Not Alright, from the movie the kids oh are God, I wanted to say one thing oh, I, yeah, I no, love go. my siblings yeah yeah my siblings and I have great relationships we hang out all the time more than any siblings I know I go to parties with my siblings That's um awesome. and we all try and go to the Shabbos dinners on Friday nights like I have a very close connection with my family awesome um that's great and I think like my sibling and I are also like in very similar in a lot of ways to what you were describing um but yeah so the name of the podcast the kids are not all right um kind of like comes from the idea so I don't, have you seen the movie the kids are all right yeah 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 it was under the gay section but I yeah. have no idea why because <laughs> I was like uh what yeah so <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think so. Um, the so I guess one of the things that I struggled with with kind of coming into my own idea of my sexuality was this weird uh, idea because my mom came out to us when I was like seven years old, um, seven or eight, I guess maybe eight. Um, so I think growing up there was a lot of rhetoric around gay parents like whether or not gay parents would screw up their kids because oh, they're yeah. gay, that kind of thing um, and so I always felt very weird about like oh, I'm, if I say that I'm queer, are they going to just assume that it's because of my mom yeah. and so I, I guess like in talking to other people with gay parents, I'm always really interested to hear kind of like if you've ever experienced that or like if you have a version of that, I don't know, like, or what your thoughts are, like, I well, don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's so drastically different yeah. between communities. Like, I've gone on a date before and she pulled out my mom's book and was like, oh my god, I'm in the middle of reading this. Your mom is so cool. Oh my gosh. And... <laughs> 
whoa, you know, she's the coolest. Yeah. Um, and then if I go to, like, the Jewish Jewel on the north side, I see people, and I know what they're they're thinking, yeah. that, like, wow, she's wild with her yeah. lip ring and her crazy buzzed hair, and she's 24, <laughs> she's not married, no kids, what? Yeah. She's probably a dyke, shit. Oh, excuse me. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so... That's like yeah. a, that's a thing for sure. Yeah. Um, it just really depends on my uh, space. Totally. <laughs> Where I'm concerned, like, yeah. So I guess um, I don't have too many other questions, but uh, I guess if you want to talk a little bit about, we just did an episode uh, about gender, which is also a very broad topic, but is way more than just one episode can cover um and also way more than just one question can cover but uh I guess if you want to just talk really briefly about uh what your experience with gender is because I guess I don't even know how to phrase (laughs) phrase it into one question but yeah what's your experience with gender (laughs) sure um that's also a lot of words, but um, growing up, gender was uh, just part of life. Everything was gendered. Yeah. Um, like, I'm learning Spanish right now, and they have, yeah. you know, different yeah. genders for different, just like a table or a cup, you know? Yeah. Um, and Hebrew has that, too. So, I mean, that's... I grew up with a lot of gender. Um, there are a lot of gender expectations. This is how you wear your hair. This is what you do with your body. This is what you do at home. This is what you do in bed. This is, you know, just like all of those. Less so the in bed. Um, although in bed, just not sexually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still had rules for that. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It's been incredibly freeing. I took a class in college... That was, you know, the women and gender studies class, and I took a bunch of sociology classes after that, just because learning about different people and about gender and how different communities have dealt with different, I don't know, traditional norms, Mm -hmm. um, it was just so relieving for me to learn that this is not what needs to be, and I mean, not just with gender, just like... Yeah. As a as a woman, yeah. as somebody who's somewhere in in the spectrum, as um, as sexuality in regards to sexuality, yeah. it's just like really you do you. Um, yeah. And I took that and I ran. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just yeah. been a, a very freeing experience. I don't think I feel constricted by gender. I often dress from day to day. My boss doesn't know what to do with me. Um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I just never really know what you're going to look like when you show up. Um, and that's real. So, yeah. But I like to show, anyways, I, I'm an art teacher, um, and I like to show the kids that that's possible. You can totally. do whatever you want. Totally. Well, awesome. I'm glad that we got to the we <laughs> the royal we got to talk to you um do you want to plug anything like do you have any any 
work you want to put out there or do you want to plug your mom's book or whatever? Sure. I will plug my own work. Totally. <laughs> do it. My mom, I think, has a lot of yeah. people plugging her. Um, although, Goldie Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a real name. And then my name uh, also is uh, sternagoldbloom.com. You'll see I'm a fine art photographer and I do a lot of self-portraits. It relates to the conversation we just had and uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I like them. It's really fun making them. And actually, I just found out I'm going to have some work in a museum soon. Awesome. So really stoked about that. And nice. it's always been a, a goal of mine. So. Nice. In, here in Chicago? It's gonna no. Be? Oh. Um, it's going to be in South Carolina. Oh, nice. Or maybe North Carolina. I'm the worst. Yeah. I <laughs> it's one of those. Ooh. Well, that's really awesome. So check Sterna's work out. And uh, you have a PayPal. You have a Venmo. You want to <laughs> plug those? Um, Just I kidding. I why. We, we were, last, last episode, we were joking that anybody who has work out there, you should throw them some money. But, oh, um, such a wonderful I know. So, yeah, check Sterna out, and uh, thanks for talking to us. Any last words before we go? No, thanks for talking with me. Cool. All right. Well, this has been our little interview, and thanks for listening. Bye. So that was the interview. Uh, what an interview. <laughs> what an interview. Um, <laughs> so thanks for listening to that. And please go check Sterna's stuff out, as she said. Um, and also thanks to Emily for keeping this podcast full of fresh things <laughs> that aren't just us talking. Yeah. Um, and if you have any questions for Sterna, I can pass those along to her and again we will be tweeting out everything that's mentioned on the podcast um so uh in that vein it's time for the news it's time for news, the news 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 um so this week uh actually marks the 20th anniversary of ellen coming out <laughs> oh so just a shout out to Ellen for doing doing the thing and honestly as far as like versus Jesus coming out of the cave after three days, <laughs> right? Ellen coming out as a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. So it was on April fourteenth in nineteen ninety-seven. And really? Ellen came out on the cover of Time magazine. Yep. So uh congrats to Ellen and thank you to Ellen for all the work. That she's been doing over all the years. Um, so that segues nicely into uh, some other Ellen related news, um, which is I don't know if you guys are up on Caitlyn Jenner news, but um, Caitlyn is working on uh, her first book after she transitioned. So she is kind of coming back into the spotlight a little bit with her book and uh <laughs> in i mean is it gonna kind of in that wave caitlin oh. 
uh, is now saying that she blames Ellen for her unpopularity in the LGBTQ community. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? They also, Ellen does have a reputation for just being catty, being <laughs> mean. Uh, no. Ellen's Ellen's really two faced. Yeah, that villain. She's just a real villain. I yeah. mean, although you know what, Emily, you and I are by. I am not going to be the first person to defend Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, there's a lot of problematic things about Caitlyn Jenner's um, beliefs. However, uh, what I will say is that Emily and I are very biased towards Ellen. Our mother raised us with a very healthy appreciation of Ellen. Um, no. I mean, Our mom I loves would... Ellen. Although, you know what? Recently, yeah. I did text her, and I did say, hey, hey, uh, there's rumors that Ellen and Portia are divorcing. And she texted me back saying, well, you know what? Uh, I don't know if Ellen and I would really – I don't know if Ellen and I really share the same values. And then she put a unicorn emoji uh, <laughs> because um, – yeah. So <laughs> Jenner is basically saying – um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with her interview with her initial interview with Alan after she transitioned, but, uh, it was controversial because Caitlin basically stated that she is against gay marriage, um, which was a huge reason why a bunch of the LGBTQ community were like, all right, Caitlin, you're on very thin ice because, uh, so anyway, so now Jenner is saying, that she was merely trying to state that her views are changing, which I don't really buy. Um, but anyways, we'll tweet out that article. It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, so ridiculous as say another Jenner doing a commercial, yeah, uh, which shall not be named, <laughs> which shall not be named. Um, so, you know, people are flawed and you know, all that stuff, but, Come on, Caitlin. Like, let's just... I just always wonder in those situations where it's like, don't you have anyone on your team of, like, tens, twenties of people who, like, help you do your life? Like, is there not a single person who's like, um... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh... um, in good news on the transgender front, um, there's a university in India that is waiving the tuition for transgender students. Um, so there, I'm trying to find the, it's, I'm going to script this name and I'm sorry in advance, but it's Manan Manyam Sundaranar University, MSU. <laughs> it was founded in 1990 in rural Tamil Nadu in Southern India. And, uh, they're waiving, uh, the tuition for transgender people, um, due to their being an oppressed class. Um, mm. according to them. And uh, in 2005, passport forms in India were changed to allow for three different gender options. Um, oh. So uh, in 2014, the nation's high court ruled that the government had to make special reservations in job quotas and in education for transgender people. So that's some good news um, that MSU is starting um, this year to waive tuition for transgender people. So, yay, good news. That um, is good news. Yeah. And then um, just another little fun good news thing is uh, <laughs> apparently, according to Autostraddle, 
a lesbian is now in charge of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, did, did, like, is there, was there, like, a crown? Like, I don't understand what, like, in charge means. Was there, like, a board who decided it? Like, I want to know everything. Basically, uh, the Grand Canyon National Park has a superintendent uh, of a voice came from the rio grande yes. <laughs> from the nope it's not the rio grande it's no. the colorado river no. oops um <laughs> from the colorado river yeah so she uh she is an out lesbian and her name is chris leonard of course it is yes. of course her name is chris so uh go visit the grand canyon it's gorgeous <laughs> and yay yay for lesbians in the park department. keep it up chris um, so that about wraps up our little news segment. Um, I'll tweet out a couple more little articles that I thought were really interesting, uh, for this week that we don't really have time to get to, uh, which includes a story about, um, a mom who is a lesbian who was married to her husband for 20 years and raised her kids in the conservative Christian faith Whoa. and was denied custody of her kids due to her quote unquote lifestyle choice. So, um, AKA being a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, so her case is now, uh, going to the Washington state Supreme court, hmm. um, who are trying, who are getting it reversed. Uh, so I'll tweet out that article. It's very interesting. And just, you know, another look at, you know, our, the, what could have been our lives if our parents were a little bit more intense. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, let us know all of your reactions to this episode. Um, thanks again, everybody. Uh, our friends and family have been super supportive so far. We, uh, <laughs> we came out per se. We, we went public with the podcast, uh, this past week and the reaction has been really really awesome so thanks to everybody uh out there who's been supporting us and yeah yeah so uh in that vein of supporting us i wanted to just explain <laughs> a little bit more about what patreon is and what it means for you to be a patron of this podcast because I've gotten a couple questions about it. Um, so basically on our website, you can find the link to our Patreon. Um, and Patreon is basically a, like a tipping and reward site where uh, creators of all different kinds go and they put up their work. So there's all kinds of people on Patreon. There's, you know, people like us who make podcasts then there's also, you know, artists and songwriters, um, all kinds of different people who will put their work up. And then people who are fans of them or who support them, um, every time they put up a different, you know, contribution, um, they either donate, they get money based on each thing they put up or their fans and supporters can give them a monthly uh, supportive donation. So um, if you go to our Patreon, you can decide if you want to give, you know, just one buck a month, two bucks a month. Um, or if you're like, wow, 
that podcast you just did where you interviewed someone uh that really blew me over the moon uh i want to give you guys a little extra something for this one specifically yeah right yeah that's that's a possibility of contribution so if you say if you think hey i would love to give uh you know for every podcast you guys put out i think every podcast you guys put out is worth five bucks i think every podcast you guys put out is worth what a a venti starbucks drink i think that what you're doing i think we're worth more than that personally i think so too so if you also want to get some special perks like if you want your name shouted out on the podcast or well i mean going with the whole renaissance model of patronage like we could you know if you want an episode about something Exactly. Just, you know, Just get... slip us a little, you know, a little do-do-do, yeah. and then we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, um, and, again... How uh, do you think people got paintings made of them? <laughs> exactly. So, um, if you have... Our podcast is as artful as a Renaissance <laughs> painting, is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We are a Mona Lisa in modern day and age, so uh, give us money, please. <laughs> So, um, again, we just wanted to say thanks to everybody who's been listening and uh, to say to give our Patreon a little a little click, a little uh, check us out. So, a little love. A little, little do-do-do. You know, a little love. And, again, yeah. if you have any questions at all, we are on Twitter. You can send us an email. Um, any oh, of those yeah. things. Check. I do love email. <laughs> no. We haven't gotten any emails yet, so if you want to be our first uh, email questioner... Go right ahead. Um, So thanks again, you guys, for listening. And uh, tune in next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Oh, wait, wait. Before we go, I had a dream. So the parents, I love meeting people's parents. It's almost like an Olympic sport for me. Um, (laughs) But my friend's house, who I went to for the Seder, uh, I got to meet their parents. And then I had a dream about hanging out with their parents and them later because, duh, and um, in my dream, it was going great. We went out to a fancy dinner, blah, blah, blah. And then as we were leaving, I said, I went to my, my, the command that my brain sent my mouth was to say bye-bye, but all that could come out was boo-boo. Oh, and no. so in my dream, I said boo-boo, and I was mortified. Oh, and I'm no. still, honestly, I haven't, I'm still shaken by it. Oh, no. So to everyone who's listening, boo-boo. <laughs> boo-boo. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.